0: Yeah, that, um, that was what, uh, well, the Viet Vets were wanting to get the hell out of there and I think anyone who's been in a war zone was pretty happy to get out of there and we're going to be playing how you get out of there to go out of here <laughs> later on. And now that's a bit cryptic, isn't it? But we'll be playing a... Well, they just a, have to
1: stay listening, don't they? Yeah, you have to stay listening to yep. see
0: if you can work out how cryptic I've just been. That was Sian <laughs> Didams who's just made mention. And, I, and she sounds a lot clearer now. I just had my ear pop which is brilliant. I can hear you a lot better. We're here on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry. And Edwina's lost sound. But we've got got Alan Fleming there rifling through some papers as well. He's a Vietnam vet. And he'll uh, be coming back in to tell us a little bit more about what's happening there. But Darren Stent is here as well. You've got some other associations around Towns and that around this area that you want to promote a little bit?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of irons
0: in the fire, I think. But um, yeah.
2: one, one that's uh, relevant to, to this district and a uh, little thing that's going on is with regards to the Avenue of Honour in Mortlake. And um, for those of you around the western districts, you may have noticed that a lot of the cypress hedges are starting to come to a disease known as canker and the mortlake avenue of honor is no exception to that it was planted in arbor week in 1919 to commemorate the first world war veterans from the area and um, then there were some trees added to that uh, around world war Two. and those trees as they're as they're nearing they have actually got a lifespan of about 80 to 100 years and they're at 100 now and are starting to die off naturally and also as a result of the canker so a, a local fellow who I served in East Timor with from Mortlake came up with the idea that in um, in refurbishing or replacing that avenue it would be appropriate to bring it up to speed and you know, for the living add the contemporary veterans to that avenue. So that started off as a, a fairly small project and we found about four Afghan veterans and another four Timor veterans and a Gulf War veteran And we thought, let's get them added to the current avenue. But as we did a little bit more research, we found that the Vietnam War was only commemorated with a rock, the Korean War the same, with no names. And a bit of a misconception that the avenue commemorates the Second World War veterans as well, but there's no plaques in amongst the trees for the Second World War. As we got a little bit further and we went to the First World War, we found that of the 191 trees that are in the avenue... 142 of them are dedicated to the First World War and that's where the dedication to veterans finishes. Our research into that avenue has found that there are at least another 404 First World War veterans from that district that haven't been acknowledged on the avenue. There are probably another 500 World War II veterans that have received no recognition at all. And then now as we, we start getting into the, uh, the Korean veterans and some of those are alive and the Vietnam veterans right up to a fella from Mortlake who is still serving in overseas at the moment. Our research has also gone right back to the Boer War, where there is a, a plaque commemorating three men, but we've found at least 30 men from the Boer War in the district, and possibly even one who went up to New South Wales and joined the New South Wales contingent in the Sudan. Um, one of the other interesting things about the avenue that we found, we've found a lot as we've been doing the research, is that uh, there are 43 women from Mortlake that served, and there are only three who have been commemorated. There were 10 nurses in the First World War, and most of those have uh, not been commemorated in the avenue either. So we're starting to push now with the the Moines Shire and a few other organisations to try and get that avenue, um, as as it dies off and the trees get replaced, to try and get the, um, the contemporary veterans and the veterans from the other wars that are missing added to the avenue. That will demonstrate the disproportionately high contribution of Mortlake to the uh, to Australia's security in war and it will make it one of the only avenues we believe in the world and certainly Australia that commemorates all of its veterans from all the wars mm. with uh, 100% ve- veteran recognition and it would be the second longest avenue in Victoria.
0: So what support do you need to get this all sorted out or who, who should be supporting it all?
2: The... The two big uh, organisations we need to get it over the line with now are the the Moines Shire, and we're in contact with uh, some some people there from the Shire, the, the councillors in particular, as we're we're writing to them, and Heritage Victoria, who of course have the overlay on the yeah. avenue, and then of course there'll be organisations like VicRoads and things that we need to um, come up with plans as well. So at the moment, we're we're starting a bit of a community awareness campaign, and yeah. You know, Allowing the people of Mortlake to, uh, to understand what their avenue currently represents and some of the, uh, you know, some of the massive contributions of, of Mortlake. And if you have a look at the, the, uh, the role of honour there on the, on the statue at the roundabout in Mortlake, you'll see that there's only one man who's been commemorated with post-nominals and that's the town doctor.
0: But if and you, what is a post-nominal?
2: A post-nominal is a, an award that um, the initials of that award are, are added to your name. Now, the highest and the uh, uh, the, the highest and post- easily most recognisable one would be a Victoria Cross, where you have the, uh, the nomination or the post-nominal VC added to your name. Now, there's no VCs that have come out of Mortlake, but there are certainly some, uh, some very high awards, including military medals, military crosses, distinguished service orders, distinguished flying cross... Uh, there were two men who were awarded the highest award possible from a foreign government, being the Croix de Gaulle from France and Belgium. And as we started looking at some of these postnominals, we found a fella, and the anniversary, 103rd anniversary was only uh, this week of, of the neck, where a lot of soldiers from Mortlake joined, a lot of men joined the 8th Light Horse and went over the top at the neck. One of those fellas uh, who was wounded at the neck uh, became, went back to Palestine with a light horse and became a reconnaissance uh, rider with the Light Horse, he was awarded a Distinguished Service Order for those services. But cashed in his horse and joined the Flying Corps, mm. and was awarded a Distinguished Flying Cross for his uh, for his efforts, and was one of the top six fighter aces of World War One for Australian fighter aces. When he came back to Australia, him and a few mates started doing a mail run between the Queensland and Northern Territory with uh, with their planes, and they thought that was working pretty well. So they started up a company called Qantas.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: So there's a fella that was you know out of Mortlake. Um, and we'll, there's there's a few stories like that it's some really really proud you know proud people from the town and we want to yep. get them recognized and up on the avenue as well as our fellows who are serving overseas from that town today
0: they were serving a nation don't so don't you think the nation should be uh, contributing some funds?
2: well absolutely and we'll be. Uh, applying for grants and things to get that updated. We've also got you'd, uh, you'll find, say, from the Second World War a disproportionately high number of men from the Commandos and the Z Special and, and M Force so we're appealing to some of the Special Forces organisations and with the nurses we're appealing to the nursing organisations to sponsor some of those trees and a lot of families in Mortlake um, are still there. A lot of the farming families and things have been there for for a long time. My mate Bart, he's a um, fifth generation veteran from that town and his family been there for 125 years and he said hey I'll pay for every every one of my family's trees on that avenue so Mm. but the big thing at the moment is to get the uh, the Moines Council to to get it over the line and some assistance from Heritage Victoria there as well.
1: To garner some support does do you want to give people the Facebook page and your um, email if they want to get on and connect?
2: So if you want to um, get in contact with us there's two ways there is a the Facebook page, and if you type Mortlake Avenue of Honour into Facebook, that would then put you onto the email of uh, Mortlake Young Vets at gmail. But um, certainly jump on Facebook. That's probably the, the easiest way, and you'll see there some of the uh, people that we're starting to commemorate on that. We just had a big write-up about uh, Mortlake's contribution and the, the suffering that Mortlake had at the Battle of the Neck um, with the Eighth Light Horse there. But jump on Facebook. It, everyone's Everyone's got it these days and type in Mortlake Avenue of Honour and you'll see there um, what what we're doing and how we're campaigning to try and get that avenue brought up to speed.
0: That's fabulous. Now, Marie, I made mention there about it being a national, maybe, um, thing that should be supporting it. How are we going with support from you guys? Is it a national issue that uh, we need more support for RSL and all the work you guys are doing for our veterans?
1: more support yeah. um, look RSLs are, are very much um, first of all when you talk about national support RSLs are a most, the most amazing volunteer organisation um, ever looking after their mates so when you start talking about national support you're either talking about um, financial about about um, you know sort of volunteer support all of those sorts of things so that sort of support is always needed um, but when you, I'm not sure what your question was, was it about talking about Mortlake or? No, about it's
0: about everything. It's about the whole of community and the community itself needs support and all these networks that are set up and they're primarily run by volunteers but we, is it going to get to a point where we're going to not have the volunteers with the current, the contemporary people coming through, there are less of them. I think the figure that that Darren News was 30,000 as against 60,000 Viet Vets for example so we've got less of a pool of people to be able to do all the advocacy so are we going to have to employ people does the government have to look towards a national support mechanism for the for what is, required. what
1: is required. So interestingly enough, um, it was already mentioned that in Warrnambool, um, they uh, got employed two advocates to work on the compensation areas with people. Um, that will be happening in Geelong. RSL are very actively working with that, having recognised um, that the whole volunteer um, workforce is, perhaps that, that they need more support with that and will have to put paid workers in. So there's that part of it, but there's also what the volunteers do as far as how they support their mates.
0: That's right. So we and need both. We need both because the trained volunteer, uh, trained advocate, chances are they're not going to have the same empathy or simpatico as um, a peer who's been through there, been there, done that.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully they're carefully chosen, and I think that's what's happening. But you know what? Um, the the role of volunteers is absolutely amazing, particularly in the RSL organisation, as in supporting one another.
0: Um, yeah, so that's. Well, the nation had grind to a halt without volunteers, they say. Absolutely. Now, one of the volunteers who's sitting here now, Alan Fleming, you've been rifling through your papers and you've got stuff <coughs> there that you want to get off your chest, and I think it's about time you did it.
3: Thanks, Greg. For the um, Vietnam Veterans Day this year, we're commemorating the 50th anniversary of Fire Support Base Coral and Balmoral. I guess that fire support bases were set up away from Nui Dat, um, a place where you could put your artillery uh, where it would be protected, and then they, they would have patrols could go out and could reach perhaps 10 k out from where the artillery was so that every patrol that went out was, was protected. So as they set up those two bases on 12th, or, uh, 12th May 1968, they were under the watchful eye of a, of a very, very large Vietnamese uh, contingent and on the, just after midnight, so it was the 13th of May, that they were severely attacked before the bases were really set up. A mate of mine was killed in those first few hours, Ian Scott from Camperdown. Um, I do remember going to his funeral in Camperdown. The town, the, the town uh, street had four or five deep all the way down the street for the funeral. I'd had my call-up papers and it seemed surreal to be there at the time. Um, it took It took 50 years before the government uh, eventually gave citations to all the people involved. There was 26 killed and 100 wounded over the 26-day action at uh, Coral and Balmoral. So the sad part is that on the 50 years anniversary and the award declaration is that from a time later in 1968, the true course of the government should have been to fully publish these actions to the nation as a whole at the time, not 40 and eventually 50 years later. Um, It was believed that the US and the South Vietnamese governments both made recommendations to the Australian military leaders and the government um, as a result of and soon after the battles in 1968. So apart from the number, the 26 that we lost, there's ever so many people who went through those battles and their families who couldn't, uh, didn't uh, survive long enough to get the recognition that they so justifiably deserved. Um, As a result of those things, when we came home and there was such a public outcry against the the soldiers themselves, the Vietnam Veterans set up their own association, the Vietnam Veterans Association of Australia, and created their own welfare and support centres, as as we've mentioned earlier. Their motto is, honour the dead but fight like hell for the living. And uh, this, I think, was because of the veterans' reaction to the public's Sentiment they decided that they were going to go fall out and, and try and help their members which they still continue to do um, Prior to each prior to the the, the marches this This month there will be fundraising in, a, in uh, the event of uh, badge selling uh, which goes specifically to help these direct welfare purposes
0: and now um, you got badges yesterday, you, you're you organising them down at Camperdown. What about Ren Colac, who's yeah, selling them was, and whereabouts?
3: The badge sales in Camperdown will be on Friday the 10th, Saturday the 11th at Woolworths. Colac will be on Saturday the 11th at Coles, Saturday the 18th at Woolworths and Saturday the 25th at Aldi. I guess it's another one of those things that once again it's difficult to get uh, to get volunteers to actually go out and, and fill spaces. Uh, Geelong has got um, uh, their... They're selling over about a ten-day period in three spots in Geelong, but even there, they now find it difficult to find uh, enough people to go out and do their three-hour stints on the street because it's, it's just everyone's just sort of getting getting a bit above it, a bit beyond it. So that's that's the uh, the big call for all of that is that there's there's so much um, there's so much gone on ever since the boys have come home. As I mentioned before, there were sixty-three thousand uh, national servicemen called up out of the eight hundred thousand that were registered fifteen and a half thousand served in Vietnam uh, and comprised about a, thir- a third of all Vietnam veterans and at one time uh, at many time, one time national service uh, members within the Australian task force and most times half its infantry component were Vietnam veterans uh, were national servicemen and it's it's just one of those things that you've got to also remember that the rest of the uh the rest of the 63 th- uh, the rest of the numbers that were called up for national service were were taken out of their comfort zone for for 2 years but up until uh more recent years wouldn't have been recognised for for anything that happened to them while they were in their service because as initially service was only related to uh, the Vietnam veterans, there's, there's, there's that seems to be that disparity between all the people who are in their services over the years and the people who served overseas, but that's been leveled out, that's the big thing that's been leveled out now right across the board and in the RSL, that there's no distinction about being an RSL member or a return serviceman, simply being in uniform and the RSL will step up and, and help you out.
0: We've covered a lot of territory, I don't know whether there's much more we can do because it's... Um I just want to make one comment, though. With all the wars we were, we've been involved in, peacekeepings, whatever it's been, not one of them's been in our fight. Right from the Boer War right through. We haven't had one of our own, if you think about it. It's funny you say that, actually, Greg, because um, part of the reason um, I was mentioning Dad... Um, getting some help was he finally decided after he lost his son in Afghanistan to go over to Vietnam because he hadn't been there since he was, he was in the Vietnam War mm. um, and he said one interesting comment that really stuck with him when he got there, he was in the back of a taxi And he said to the taxi driver in Vietnam, I haven't been here since the Vietnam War. And the driver turned to Dad and said, no, no, you're wrong. English War. English War. So they see it very differently. And so that really Mm. stuck with Dad. And that's part of the reason that it it changed
1: his mindset as to what was going on. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So so which which part of Vietnam was he? I'm not too sure. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: A lot of the people in Vietnam Vietnam say the American War. They do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can I just say that um, RSL have sub-branches in the areas. They've got a sub-branch at Inverlee, one at Apollo Bay, one at Lawn, one at Anglesey and Torquay, that's in region 8A. And certainly where Alan is, is um, at Camperdown. And certainly there is the um, Warrnambool um, RSL with Deidre. And back here in Geelong, you've got me at the Geelong RSL, Marie, and you've got Mary at the Colac RSL.
0: This, um, the listing you sent me, um, Marie, is it is that available that I can pick it up off the internet and maybe attach it to our blog? I don't know how to do that very um, well. Look,
1: I'll will j- just I'll go through it and I'll send it to you. That'd we be fabulous. Put that together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because we can attach that. Um, and there's one. We also need to let people know if there's any issues that have come up today. You can give one three double one one four, which is Lifeline Helpline.
1: Lifeline, Vietnam, the VVCS, the, Vietnam, the Veterans and Veterans Family Counselling
0: Service which is 1800 011 046 and okay. uh, everyone always talks about Beyond Blue so we give that as 1300 224 636 any other issues, talk to your GP if they've come up you when know, you might be a mum or a dad or whatever else of a return service person or even a son or a daughter if you feel as though you, they might need a bit of help, you can take those numbers down yourself and maybe give a call on their behalf.
1: Yep, and they've all all got websites.
0: They've all got websites. Darren's lining up to say something.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have Look, if, um, even if that's too much of a, of a step for and you, you don't quite want to put your hand up fully yet, come down to Connect. Come down to uh, any of the RSL's Colac Geelong. Ask about the Connect program. And as I said, on the, the 25th of this month, we're going to go and break some clay targets. Uh, it'll break the ice as well, so you know, oh. put your hand up for it. Have a bit of a chat to a few other people, socialise, and it's um, the first step.
1: That's males and females too. We've got it, uh, interp- uh, women who are quite interested. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's good, and they uh, they tend to be better shots.
1: So. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Darren. I'll take that.
0: No. <laughs> 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 All right. we are we're, we're to get out of here. Um, and what did we say earlier on, Sean? We're going to get out of here on the how they wanted to get out of here on something other than Peter, Paul and Mary. Are That's going to absolutely to correct, yeah. So we're going to get out of this place, but we're not going to do it the animal's way this time. We're going to do it somehow else. All the Vietnam vets, from what I understand, have this as one of their favourite tracks that you're going to be hearing on the way out as, as we're out of here. We've had Anne-Marie, oh, sorry, Marie-Jane, thank you very much for finally coming around and being able to have a chat with us from Geelong my pleasure and we look forward to meeting up with you at some stage in the not too distant future yes um alan fleming for coming down from camper thanks very much greg it's been my a pleasure part of the viet vets cian who's Didham. <laughs> come all the way yes. from terrain correct correct and darren are you going to go back and or you're going to go and have a bit of a sleep after working most of the night
2: i might get out of the rsl first <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: might pop in for a cheeky beer on the way
0: well, home Alright, if he's going to pop in for a cheeky beer on the way home You're allowed to do that, but have a kip And then you'll be back at work later on today Look, all the best for you And thanks very, very much to you Edwina as well You've been listening to OCRFM Or on OCRFM You've been listening to Community Connect With Greg and Edwina McHenry And we've been on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM Along the coast Where we've been streaming live At all the W's ocrfm.org.au and we're going to be out of here.